I hate that bastard. First of I, all, what that face and that hair? Ah, it's a wig. You can choose. You can pick and choose. No, that arrogant bastard thinks nothing can ugly him up. He thinks he's handsome, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That fat bastard. <laughs> Welcome to the BMB podcast, Books and Bum Rolls. That's good. That's good. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. For once. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy to satisfy you. I mean, it's my goal in life. When I wake up in the morning, I think, what what can I do yeah. that she can approve of me? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a hard goal, but uh, g- good on you. Good on you to be thinking that. <laughs> you know, sometimes I set shit up for myself. <laughs> and when someone is so conceited <laughs> that they don't get irony, like, yeah, yeah all no, right. No shame. No. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. Uh, All right. Did. So today we watched um, Valmont, which is our second adaptation of Les Liaisons Dangereuses. Uh, was it longer? It felt longer than uh, Dan- Dangerous Liaisons. I think it was longer. But it no, it didn't longer. feel long. For I loved it, it. You didn't like it? No, I liked it. Yeah? I think it, it dragged on a bit towards the end. No, I had no such feeling. It's actually, they were shooting at the same time. The one that we did last week uh, was out in 1988, the other one, this one, in in 89, and they were shooting at the same time. It's just huh. Valmont took double the time. I think they, it was uh, a six-month shoot, and the other one was a three-month shoot. So oh, they were damn. fast, dangerous liaisons. Yeah. That's a very daring choice. What do you mean? To get two things about the same story at the same time. Wouldn't you think that one would completely outshine the other, for sure? Is this one very much known? Uh, I'm not, I don't know about known. I know it was a flop. It, it was... Oh, it really? Didn't have, yeah, yeah, it was a failure in the box office anyway. Um, now I don't know. Like, is it becoming a better-known movie? Maybe. But as an adaptation, it has many merits. It does. Well, let's tell me what you think about it in general. I think Dangerous Liaisons is a, a more faithful adaptation. Mm-hmm. And Valmont is really strays from the book a lot. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. But it has its merits. Well, first of all, the casting is amazing. And I think they got something that Dangerous Liaisons didn't get as much, which is the libertine atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And this is such a distinguishing trait in the book. It is almost it. I mean, it's all of it. The libertine. You wouldn't believe people are really behaving this way when you read the book. And in Valma, it's all there. It's unbelievable. It's in the conversations. It's in the actions. I absolutely yeah. loved that side of the movie. Definitely. In uh, in Dangerous Liaisons, you would think they were British, maybe. And actually, yeah, yeah, I think the director is British, so maybe. And this director of Valma is uh, Miloš Forman, and he's um, from Czechoslovakia, and he's so uh, a decadent European. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. Actually, he got some pushback from from the Americans. This uh, they didn't like this decadent side, and you know you're favorite scene in Valmont was the poster for the movie Valmont and they kept it for Europe but they censored it so they changed it for America oh, Americans have like a, you're not very, asking me what, what what should I be asking you you're not asking me about uh, I know the poster and I know what you meant and no what? the rape is not my favorite scene <laughs> not the rape what it was what well, it was that uh, ass, ass eating yeah the ass eating wasn't it your favorite scene it wasn't okay you know what uh, this is horrible to say. I mean, it was the rape of, the, of a little girl. But, yeah, I did love how they did it. It was less violent than the other. We don't see the struggle. The thing is, I wouldn't call it rape here. 
at all. In Dangerous Liaisons with what uh, John Malkovich did, uh, that, that was something. That, that was rape. That was and just actually, an assault. it was closer to the book. Because in the book, mm-hmm. she tried. She tried to ring the servants. Yeah. She tried she to screams. cry. She screams. Mm. And he um, he threatens her and he blackmails her and all of that because he has something. She gave him a double the key. Mm. Here, they it wasn't that. Yeah. There was no double the key. He has nothing to blackmail her. You know, he she invited him, of course, but she could have uh, said something, but she didn't. She didn't even try. I liked it because we see the side of Cecile that is an ignorance pushed to the extreme. Here's a man hiking up her dress, kissing her ass, sniffing her ass, and she doesn't really react. Like, what are you doing? What is this? And he, he does this thing where he tells her as if he's doing nothing. He's on top of her, but he's he's very casual. Like, keep writing. Are you deaf? And he keeps doing these things. And I like that they showed this side of the extreme ignorance of Cecile. You think it's out of ignorance? I think it was completely out. Uh, she doesn't know what, what was going on. All right, but maybe there oh, is Oh, you got that. something else. No, no, I, I recognize that part. Yeah. There is that part. But okay. there's also the fact that she liked it. And the fact yes. that there was this dynamic of um, almost, you know, master... I mean, like, um, sadist. Not exactly sadist, but someone who's uh, dominating. So that, that thing that you were saying, keep writing, are you deaf, that. Oh. Like, um... She just instinctively obeys. Yeah, yeah, it's what she likes. You know when she says, afterwards, when she goes to Madame de Mertelien, she says, I kept telling him no, and I kept doing what he told me to do. So I know this is a delicate subject. It especially is. today. <laughs> about consent and all of that. But I think it's an interesting subject, because in this case, the way he set it up, and I agree, he set it up, he is the older man, all of that. She's a, she's a young, naive, out-of-the-covenant girl. Of course, she doesn't know anything. But she obeyed instinctively, and she said that she enjoyed it. Yes, she did. And she, I think it was faithful to the book, the, the part where she says that she liked what, she, what he did. Of course, he played her somehow, because he came she... into the room under false pretenses, and that is obvious. But she could have kicked him without danger. Yeah. Because he would have been in an embarrassed, uh, an embarrassing situation. But I think this is where it's interesting, the side where this shows her ignorance. That she didn't know exactly what was going on. Maybe she was curious. He did say it at first. She would, a little girl that would flop on her back uh, out of curiosity. That's exactly her. Yeah. So th- I think this is what happened. From uh, Dangerous Liaisons, she tries, she struggles. And that's horrible. why... And that's why, yeah, that's why you feel that he is evil. Here, it seems, I mean, to me, it seems like he seduced her. I'm just talking about this scene, I'm not talking about later, and I'm just talking about this one, like their first physical contact. He tried something, she liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but in this movie, from the get-go, we have a different Valmont. Right, yeah. From the get-go, we have a much more sympathetic Valmont, and he's much more beautiful. I mean, obviously beautiful, let's say. John Malkovich definitely has his weird, weird merits. And the whole vibe going on with him that we still don't understand, but it's here. And this one, Colin Firth, uh, is obviously very beautiful to look at. He's very handsome. He's fun. You can see his uh, courting of... Uh, Madame de Tourvet is also different in this movie. Different. He sort of wants her to have fun, and he shows her things, and he shows interest in her, and you can feel that uh, the stern judge doesn't do that with her. Of course not. He's a stern judge. He's a stern judge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he is more uh, light, but I would say the whole movie is lighter. Yeah, definitely. You know what? I think this is maybe why it's my favorite, because 
the other one leaves you with such a heavy feeling of loss. Why all the waste of lives? Yeah. No one is uh, no one is better at the end. That's why the first, the Dangerous Liaisons is more faithful to the book, because in the book they all end up horribly. Mm. Although, in the book, I think the whole book has a lighter tone until it gets to the end, and then the writer becomes all of a sudden moralistic, and then they all have to pay for their sins, and uh, Madame de yeah. Merte has to lose an eye and uh, <laughs> live in Holland and whatever. <laughs> And everyone has to die. No, here it's a happy ending. Yeah, it is. Uh, there is not uh, the revealing of the letters. There is nothing. Madame de Merteuil doesn't pay for her sins. The only one that pays is Valmont. But he his... went for it with his own two feet. He went drunk yeah. to duel. Right. It's not like the other film where there is a sacrifice, a will, almost a willing sacrifice, almost out of love for Madame de Tourvel, or at least out of remorse or some, mm, you know, mm. something like that. Uh, I liked it because this one is not faithful to the book, but consistent. Like, yes. imagine if they would have kept the light pace all along the movie, and then at the end they would have been faithful to the book and it all ends, ends up in horrible drama. Yeah, it would have been very strange and sudden and as jarring. It, as it is strange in the book, actually. It is. I think the uh, kind of the author played himself, which is very funny because he was looking for, in writing this book, he was trying to show the horrible ways of this libertine society. It wasn't, but it ended ended up being an ode to this way of life. Yeah. And he ended it still with that intention, which seems strange after he described it in such a delicious way. You know, we all do that. But as for for a writer, although he did write only one novel, so maybe if he had kept writing, maybe he would have discovered something about himself. But, uh, you know, writing, it seems like he has an intention, a declared public intention. And there's the real thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> the public intention must be, you know, we condemn this behavior, yeah. this is not representative of our country, of the, the ways of living of French people. And mm. then, all along, yeah, he shows you something else. Um, I want. Let's. I'm gonna give you this as a gift. Yeah. You can start talking about your favorite person in the whole movie. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. So, I just wonder: is there a way to rent, maybe just borrow Madame de Rosemont and keep her? I mean, I swear to God, I will buy a comfortable chair for her to to nap in. I will put her in near the fire, like in a comfortable, the most comfortable place in the house. I would give her treats. <laughs> I would treat her very well. Just to look at their face. The absolute ultimate cuteness. It was so beautiful. She was beautiful. She was just beautiful. Madame de Rosemont. The, she is officially the best looking old lady in the world. I know. I all. want her. I want her in my house. You should start a business. Rent a lady. No. Rent an old lady. No, no, she must be, I mean, it must be rare. Oh, yeah, a Madame de Rosemont is. I think the clothes also play. Imagine but her. Face. I know, all cute and floppy. Oh. We're talking about a human being, by the way. <laughs> Not a dog. <laughs> no, you know what? It was her character, too. She does have a bit of a mischievous side, yeah. which is lovely. And it's honestly, the, imagine Madame de Rosemont with the whole cuteness going on, yeah. but in frumpy like cardigans and uh, those disgusting and pants. linen pants they oh. put old ladies in yeah. nowadays. No, put them in frilly, fluffy dresses. But seriously, when you're that age, will you dress like that? I mean, you'll be 80, not a care in the world, you've lived your life. Yeah, goddamn. You don't give a shit. No, fuck that. I'll yeah. wear like the 18th century. 
Wear it. Dress. Do it. Do it. Own it. <laughs> really. Actually, we should start now. Just saying. Uh, start now. We have, <laughs> we have, you know, work to do, living in society and all Why? that. Why? I'll need the the kind of money that would mm. that would permit me to be eccentric and not give a shit. Yeah, yeah. You can't be poor and eccentric. No. Doesn't work. <laughs> people just throw stones at you. That's all. I mean, people will throw stones at us for many reasons. Uh, no, if you wear a kernel and you're looking for it. <laughs> no, really. It's so. Uh, it shows like the young women look beautiful and the older everyone looks beautiful. Yeah. The men look like fools, but who cares? <laughs> no, you know what? There was the one costume that Vanma wore mm. when he went white to and blue? yeah the white and blue uh, contraption ensemble whatever. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. It was uh, not as flowery, but he did have at one point an embroidered co- like vest with flower with pink flowers and all. And I mean, if anyone can do that and still look masculine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, still looks that's like a man. something. Yeah, right. And I actually discovered, looking at Colin Firth at that age, I discovered that uh, young men are so unattractive. Yeah, they do get better with age. But everyone, it made me. Uh, it's not even like really physical traits or like getting gray and uh, weathered, and that that looks l- nice on men. No, it's, it's more like that cocky side of m- men in their twenties. Oh yes. Because I remember, I know, like Colin Firth in later movies and how he looks. And in this one, I've, I think I've never seen him this young. But it, maybe it comes with a character. He was very jolly no, and arrogant. I'll give you another one that you like, that you always bring up. Madman. Uh, okay. Remember Don Draper from season one? Oh, he had a bit of a baby face going on. And no. the thin lips. And the cocky thing. Mm. You know that thing of, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a seductive man and I know yeah. it. I can get any woman and I know it. And then... And then you only see him ten years later, and he got... Kicked down to the curb, yeah. Whooped so many times. Yeah. And then he becomes a man. You know what, but you're talking about specific character acts. Mm. Are men like that in general, like in their 20s, you just want to slap them around? I think so. Although we should not be publishing this. Or... What? Hear me out. Do we just have an old man fetish? Speak for yourself. Who brought this up? Was it me? Not was me. it me? No. It wasn't me. And you know what? I'm good with it. All right. Yeah. Um, you say that this is your favorite. Um, you have no doubt about that. You're sure. Okay. You know what? I think th- I, I can't. I can't put them against each other because each one have some of the best thing I've ever seen. Some of my most favorite scenes in movies. Although they kind of... You know what? You're right. Valmo is superior film. <laughs> because now that I think of it, they even corrected something that was wrong with the book. Which the is not- the ending. The ending. And there was something else. Well, The fact that here we see Monsieur de Jarcourt. Genius. Go at it. Genius. Go at the French bastard. I hate that bastard. First of I, all. What? That face. And that hair. Oh. It's a wig. You can choose. You can pick and choose. <laughs> no, that arrogant bastard thinks nothing can ugly him up. He thinks he's handsome, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That fat bastard. <laughs> He was disgusting. You you see the contrast between innocent young flower Cecile, and then he comes in with his self-satisfied fucking face and no neck, like he had a bit of a start of a double chin. Uh, uh, yeah, and that nose uh, of um, and thin lips, like uh, that dude that appreciate loves f- food and ass and wine. <laughs> <laughs> he appreciates th- and cheese <laughs> and cheese. And you feel like he, he's lived too much. He knows too much about pleasure and she knows nothing. Yeah, yeah. And you start rooting for her to know more about pleasure. Let Valmo eat your ass. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, do that. I do love how we can, like, sling, sling, and ass eating ass. You do. 
That yeah. wasn't me, people. Sometimes our voices get get confused. It's known. It's a well-known fact. So. You know what? I haven't been really filthy these late, late episodes. Yeah, I thought you were sick. I do. I, I am worried about myself. I've yeah. been too, too, yeah. too much of a prude. You what am I, Madame de Tourvel? Hell no. I don't know. Oh, about Madame de Tourvel. Yeah, what was that? So good, but again, this is something completely different. It was a strange... At the start, I loved her. She mm. had this uh, assurance about her of a virtuous woman. She had a bit of an attitude as in, I'm so sure of myself. I can be natural and laugh and offer friendship, but I'm not afraid. I know me and I know my uh, Christianity. And you would be. Yeah. She's not only... She's married, she's devout... She's in the house of his aunt, mm. who's her friend. She feels protected completely. Here, but the story here is complete love story, I think. Yeah, but don't you feel that she deserves it a bit? <laughs> when he abandons her. I didn't oh. pity her as much as, as I pitied uh, the real... I mean, not the real Madame de Fauvel, she doesn't exist. <laughs> the one from the book and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Because he mistreats her so much. And um, she really gave up a lot for him. She gave up everything for him. Yeah. But this one, she kind of... She did give up, but so fast. She wrote to her husband the morning of. Like, she slept with him yeah. during the night, and then she writes to her husband. She tells him, oh, the letter is already sent. I'm yours now. And then she looks at him with those crazy eyes, and now I'm going to be with you all the time. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to feed you. And then she goes to the market. <laughs> they did a complete crazy ex-girlfriend with her. Which gives you the sense of, this girl is going to be a problem. <laughs> Run! Don't dip your dick in crazy. <laughs> no. You know what? I don't know. It, it was a strange move for me. I Ch change it, Madame de Tourvel? Yeah. I, I didn't understand why. But I think it might go with the fact that they made Valmont more palatable. They couldn't right. keep the storyline of him being so cruel, so terrible to her. It would have been like ridiculous, sudden, out of nowhere. No, because he would have obeyed Madame de Merteuil. But here they didn't even do that. She didn't no. tell him to break up with her. Don't you think the relation between Madame de Merteuil and uh, Valmont is, is a bit different here? Completely he's less, different. He's less... Uh, Under her spell. Exactly, less enslaved, I was going to no. say. Yeah. yeah, he's not. And she is different, but I loved her. She's demonic, she should be locked up. But I adored her, because she doesn't look demonic. You would never guess with that charming smile of hers, right. and that beautiful face and dresses, and the pink dresses. My lord! That was the wrong thing with uh, Glenn Close, because she looked psychotic. She looked vicious, like she would tear you with her teeth. This one looks so charming, so charming. She always has that smile on her I face. I loved this when she does it. She speaks with a smile. She speaks with a smile, with yeah. a singing voice, soft mm. voice. Mm. Perfect to hide the filth. <laughs> <laughs> the evil. And then when the evil comes out in that scene, I'm thinking about the first one in the bathtub. Oh, that one, okay. When she offers herself to Valmont, which was such an amazing, beautiful scene. I loved it. And she goes into the bed. It was such a weird thing, but it worked. And then she takes a book as if in, yeah, go ahead. Here I am. Take me. But I'm not, I'm not going to care. Because he said, you accepted the bet. So yeah. the bet was, I sleep with you if I get Madame de Tourvel. And he did, and she should honor her bet. Yeah. So she says, what well, do you think I would wager? My, uh, am I something that to be won at a, a bet? bet? And he says, you are because you accepted. He's right. Mm -hmm. And then she gets to him, okay, maybe you're right. I should honor the bet. I will honor the bet, actually. You want the fanny? Here's the fanny. <laughs> and she goes into the bed, spreads her leg yeah. in the most ridiculous, grotesque way. Like, you would never want to take a woman if she's like that. 
actually this is a good idea if you're oh. ever pressured for sex you just do the most grotesque thing because what what would you do usually what? you would maybe even seduce more in your way of refusing because you wouldn't dare look so horrible <laughs> but and hear me out what? i think i'm gonna be kind and say 70 percent and not 90 percent of dudes yeah i'm going to go for that fanny <laughs> Even if you're reading the book? Going to go for the funny. <laughs> like an arrow. Whoosh. Uh, the other scene for me is when he discovers... Well, she shows him Dalsania. Oh. Is that the one you're thinking yeah, of? Yeah, the other one. Oh, I was terrified of her. That laugh, cry she does. And yeah. first, like, she shows such vulnerability. I'm sure she wasn't lying. Yeah. I still she love cries. you. I'm crying. And then, bam. The crazy comes out. And then the crazy comes out. And he softens. He doesn't expect, of course, to see the puppy in there. <laughs> and there's Danceny there. In his white linens. Oh, and he tries to hold his... Uh, to uh, grab his sword and he can't. He's oh, so harp all over again. <laughs> so clumsy, that little child. I love Danceny, though. He's more present in this movie. We show, They show at the first... at the start of the movie when Madame de Volange confronts him about the letter. And he does this great answer that uh, you mentioned in the episode of the Book. Yep. He refuses to give her the letters of Cecile because it, she took him into her, her confidence, not her mother. It shows honor that uh, Danceny doesn't like. He never yeah. did. He likes many things, doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Danceny. He's Actually, a good man, Danceny. One of my favorite scenes here is when uh, Madame de Merteuil tries to ease things for him, <laughs> to arrange an encounter with Cecile yeah. in her den of sin, sin <laughs> yeah. with pictures with the pornographic pictures everywhere with and they dress up Cecile for him they sex her up <laughs> and then Danceny comes with his harp and with he gives her a 12 verse song a 12 <laughs> and then they sing it <laughs> that was beautiful the what was more beautiful in that scene yeah. was the he couldn't stop himself from scolding her when she gets the notes wrong yeah, yeah he's uh, a serious teacher yeah isn't he, he is he's honorable like that Danceny he's so good actually he is better than the uh, than the Danceny from uh... um, you know what I would say the only one that is better in the in Dangerous Liaisons is John Malkovich because yeah. Dans uh, Valmont should have some evil to him this yeah. one doesn't... This one is is a youth. Yeah, oh. Yeah, just led by his dick as any young man in uh, man in his 20s. He looks... First of all, it's he's too true. young. He is too young. Valmont, I, I imagined from the book, they don't say his age, but I imagine a man in his 30s, um, so used to that uh, dissolution, that way of life, mm. that it's kind of too late for him. It's his way of life. It's not a young man that's going to get better. Yeah, he was yeah, never yeah. good and he's, never, he's not going to be. No, and they do it perfectly with the slightly receding hair and the yellowing teeth. You can see the effect of the that life right, on him. Right, He is too... No, he's too, he's too healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that life, I mean, you know, whoring around doesn't get you healthy at that time. No. Uh, the whole thing, as you said, is very different. So, so it, different. it's consistent, though. So, so different. Mm, but still my favorite, honestly. Just for Madame de Rosemont, I would take it. Yeah, for sure, Madame de Rosemont. Actually, a whole movie with just Madame de Rosemont. Yeah. Just sitting on... Uh, on a swing. She was sitting on the swing. She was swing. Oh, she... And she had her hands, like, holding the yeah, ropes. Like, honestly playing. Oh, I don't always want. And, you know, <laughs> she does, like, what old people do when you catch them napping during the day. <laughs> and he said, like, where are you sleeping? <laughs> and they no. go, no. <laughs> and they kind of... 
Are you yeah. speaking from experience? N no. <laughs> I wish I wish I'll be old like her. I think everybody does. That's the dream. You know what? But we did talk about that once. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You were so oh, you were talking to me about uh, small boobs and that old lady you saw in the movie. What? Yeah, we do talk about that. <laughs> talking about how you were mocking my lack of breast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. a Spanish movie where there's uh, maybe a lady in her 70s. And you said she was tall and elegant. Yeah. But you know what? Damn that. I want to be shortened and round. I want to be Madame de Rosemonde. I want to be Madame de Rosemonde. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm going to start planning my wardrobe as Madame de Rosemonde. Plan, plan, start planning. Yeah, and know. making money for that goal only. Not for kids or anything. Damn no. them. No. <laughs> No, you'll be the cutest one in the room. Yeah, of course. Why would you need grandchildren? <laughs> no. I actually had the... F whenever she would appear on screen, I had that feeling that you get when you see a baby or a puppy. Yeah. Of, oh, I want to squeeze that. <laughs> squeeze the light. Squeeze, <laughs> squeeze her. Squeeze her in those molds. Yeah, she is very pinchable and squeezable. Oh, and, and she wakes up from a nap and she's confused. Yeah, where, where is everybody? Where's my table? <laughs> And she always pretends to recognize people. Yeah. Oh, and in such a kind way, as if to not hurt to hurt anyone's feeling. Of course, I remember you. <laughs> and you know what? She's uh, she's close to the Madame de Rosemont from the book. She yeah. is that lady, that French lady from the 18th century that is um, maybe Red Voltaire and uh, and is cultured in that way. Uh, so she becomes tolerant. She is more tolerant than, let's say, Madame Volange. Oh, for sure. Because when Madame de Tourvel confides in her, she finds understanding, she finds wisdom, she finds everything. And um, kindness, true kindness. Mm. She doesn't judge her for a minute. Mm. And she doesn't judge her, her, her fucker of a nephew. At the same time, she has great tolerance and understanding, but she also knows exactly what he is. And yeah. what people are. She knows their character and she understands and she accepts. Yeah, it's a great thing. I love everything. And I think here in the movie, they gave her that a bit in her understanding with Cecile. Yeah, she was such a mischievous little thing. Because she saw, she saw, although it is completely immoral to give a bastard to uh, Gercourt, but then again, look but at But you know Gercourt. what? I'm sure she looked at the bastard yeah. and she said, fuck him. Fuck him? Yeah. Why are you wearing that wig? Don't, please. <laughs> and you know what? Your hair isn't better either. Just go away. <laughs> go away. Um, there is the relationship between Madame de Marte, uh, Madame de Tourvel and Valmont. Apart from the crazy ex-girlfriend <laughs> thing they did where she stands in the rain. <gasps> Posting? Yeah. She took post in front of his house. I kind of... I took pity on Velma on that scene. Oh, I got scared for him. I was I scared. Worried. <laughs> worried. She's got... She's run for it. Take the back door and run to the police. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that thing of uh, standing like a dog in the rain. And fixate, like... But you know what? You would think that someone who would be that devout, that unreasonable... <laughs> She's just looking for the next thing. She, her obsession would go just to... She renounced religion. And then he becomes everything for her. And the fact yeah, to announce that, like, the morning, in the morning, you announce everything. Like, now you are... Now I live for you. Yeah, I wish to serve you. And I wish you could do, see my eyes now. I'm, I'm doing something scary now. You just can't see it. <laughs> I think they can imagine if you say the crazy eyes. Everybody knows the crazy eyes. Yeah. What were you gonna say? The relationship between Valentine oh that and, uh... scene where she because I didn't understand it at first uh, when she go when uh, she goes back to him he takes her back and in the morning she's she's away she's gone away she's gone yeah yeah and then Valmont goes to her house and sees the judge 
her husband, his back. Yeah. I didn't understand exactly what happened. Why did she go back? Did she just want to, wanted the last taste of him? And then at the end of the movie, we see her going to his grave. While everybody's at the marriage, she's at her his grave. And she's with the judge. So I understood that he had her husband had forgiven her after reading the letter. I think. No, obviously the judge mm. uh, forgave her. In the logic of a happy ending, yeah. Although it would be reasonable because no one knows. No, there was no scandal. She didn't go yeah. publicly to the convent like uh, in the uh, in the book. Mm. And then die of love. Oh, do you know that uh, there is a perfume called Valmont? Really? Yeah. And oh. actually even a line of skincare. Huh. <laughs> so I thought... What would be the promotion for uh, that kind of cream? Put the Valmont cream on your face and die in the convent. <laughs> die of love. And die of love in the convent. Uh-huh. What would smell the smell be? Oh, smell like be a like whorehouse. Musky, <laughs> musky. <laughs> Unwashed ass. Oh, really? No, he does see. I mean, come on, we're taking talking eighteenth century. What else? Oh, obviously. Especially the scene with the Cecile. I was thinking, you know, she's a yeah. teenager. We know. What oh, he's getting with. <laughs> we know what their hygiene is. And at the time, it the was time. apparently so terrible. Really? That the whole creams we see them and the powders and yeah. all of this was actually to cover body odors that were so strong. Of course. Oh, Lord. I mean, seriously, with the hygiene today. The ass is difficult. It's still difficult. <laughs> yeah. You do it in the 18th century, you're a bold man. But I mean, they get to... You're a soldier. <laughs> you go for the fanny. <laughs> oh, but I think they were surrounded by such body odors that you wouldn't really realize. You get used to it. It's something... Th- this is the smell of the time. That's it. Not right now, it would absolutely disgust you to smell just a sweaty person. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending, I guess. What? The ending. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to mention Madame de Tourvel, uh, the actress. I saw a video of her on uh, on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel called Meg's Cozy Tea Time. Uh, that is such a cute name. Yeah, her name is... Uh, what's her name? Meg Tilly? Yeah, Meg Tilly. Yeah, Meg Tilly. She's actually Canadian, and I told you I was a bit uh, bothered by the mixture of the accents. Yeah, 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 you did remark on that. Because there was uh, Colin Firth, who's... uh, who's Very British. Very British. Uh, Yeah, and there was this accent, an American accent, mixed in with the... But, I don't know, they're supposed to be French anyway, who cares? Yeah. Okay, what is the most beautiful piece of garment that we've been lusting after for goddamn years oh if man. anyone can offer us this like or knows a source where to get this yeah you wish yeah. you were a seamstress then oh yeah you absolutely do we're talking about the red thing piece cape, cape. the red cape <laughs> yeah the beauty that uh, madame de Tauvet was wearing during that scene where she goes to the market why don't we wear that? Why is it now costumey to wear a cape? You wouldn't dare. If you had it, it would just stay in your closet. No, you know what? Why? When? When would you wear a red cape? <laughs> anytime. It's like... <laughs> what do you mean anytime? It's, it's a coat. It's protective <laughs> from the cold weather. That's all. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. We're yeah. not disagreeing on that. No, I'm absolutely. just saying, you know, it's we're living in sad times. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, fashion-wise, very, very sad times. They're really? made for a certain body type. And only for that body type. They're actually made for the very thin. Yeah. Well, not exactly. Now, lately, it's changed. Like, uh, the ass is prominent and the uh, hips. And they're accepted. And they weren't, let's say, in the 90s. Yeah. But uh, the super thin, thin thing was a, th- a thing of the 90s, maybe? 90s, early 20s, uh, 2000s, Yeah, maybe, maybe now yeah. it's less. But still, when you see some, when we saw this 18th, 
18th century. Oh, and do you agree with me now when I say about uh, 18th century yeah. that it's the yeah, best? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. I did think at one point that I didn't like the shape of the crinoline cages because they go slightly more to the sides. Yeah. But you know what? We're talking about 18th century. They don't have the exaggerated uh, horizontal crinoline. They have no. more a more reasonable... Yeah. Yeah, they and it's not uh, the uh, Southern Bell enormous cage either. No. Six foot cage. No. Yeah, so it's, it's reasonable. Uh, yeah, it's very reasonable. Can you rest your arms on it? You rest your arms yeah. and you have. Uh, what are the, the things that you really show? Your neck, bit of shoulders, boobage, a lot of boobage. Oh, yeah, And your boobage. forearms. Yeah. You don't even show your whole arms, your forearms. I am all for that. And yeah, forearms. you had the shit. That, that's called an elbow. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Why do I have that? God made a mistake. Look at it. He fucked up. Why do I have an elbow? It's fucking point. <laughs> it's ugly. It's wrinkly. It's disgusting. What about knees? knees. You don't show knees. Knees oh, are disgusting. Legs. Like, why do we have short legs? Oh, talking about that, a small genius detail also. When they uh, sexed up Cecile for Danceny in yeah. that den of sin... <laughs> Uh, Victoire, the uh, maid of uh, yeah. Madame de Merteuil, dressed her up in a naked way. She wasn't dressed. She was, yeah. And she, Cecile said, "But my legs show." And you see someone who's not used to showing their legs, and she didn't know how to sit. Yeah. And she she sat with her legs apart. <laughs> you know, like you yeah. wouldn't know today. You would know to cross or at least to put them together. Yeah, like the Dutch's lean, where you kind of lean them to the side. Exactly, like an, an elegant way. But mm. actually, why? Why do we have to show them anyway? No, we don't need to. Especially knees. Mine are kind of flat, but they're disgusting anyways because they're large and flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours like, uh, yeah, yours are something. Mine are um, are prominent and kind of fat, but prominent. Also, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Like, um, they're fleshy, bony and fleshy at the same time. Like you can feel the bone, but, but if you want to pinch them, you can. <laughs> It is. Uh, it is a. a th- yeah. It is a thing to despise. <laughs> it all is. I can say. Nice. I mean, do we even need? Like, there could have been a discreet articulation. <laughs> now you're trying to change the design. <laughs> yeah. But really, uh, a dress where you only show what you have best, and even with someone who, uh, like uh, Madame de Tourvel, who was really, really skinny, there is a way to look pretty in that kind of dress. Yeah. Yeah. And for someone who's an old lady and maybe with, you know, old age and your body becomes... goes to shit. Yeah. But you still look uh, exquisite. And you, instead of this diarrhea pants... Oh, the diarrhea You always pants. have, like, that droopy ass that shows... Why? Don't! You have a choice between wear a skirt and show your old legs, like, with the veins, with yeah. the thick blue veins. You, you'll have them, you will have them for sure. And you'll have to show them. Or you wear pants and you have droopy ass. There's nothing to put in the pan in the pan seat. Yeah. Just you know, maybe adult diapers. <laughs> anyway, let's change those. Uh did we uh did you say anything we wanted to say about the movie? Okay, I think we talked about all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. What about the ending? Oh the ending with the pregnancy reveal. So yeah, Cecile marries Gercourt. Uh, yeah, in the presence of the king the no less. And it is, uh, it is the best thing for her. It is. Yeah, there is yeah. no convent for Cecile, of course not. Fuck that. She'll have other lovers. And Dancy, he bounced back. Yeah, being all popular with a gaggle of girls around him. <gasps> yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> no, but it was a nice touch. Everything was lighthearted. I loved it. Yeah, Madame de Merquet, le de, de, Mer- de Merquet. Madame de Merquet looking very. You said again, Merquet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? What did, I say? <laughs> what did you have? 
Was there、oh, some、man. liquor in your milk? Maybe I'm having stroke, and you're joking. <laughs> you know what? It would be a great way to make a buzz with、what? this podcast. Like it would be very popular very soon. Someone having live stroke? Oh yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> we see every character and where they end up, and we see Madame de Merteuil wearing sort of a gray dress, not、oh. very flamboyant. And in the shadows, where she should have been, shouldn't she have been with the Madame de Volange, all triumphant? The whole scheme was for her not to.、Uh, well, the whole scheme for her was to defeat Gercourt, and she couldn't. He he he's gonna get what he wants. Not really. She, didn't she win in the end? Actually. Oh, he gets a bad. Right, right. He, he gets, gets a bastard,、her. and she knows that Cecile is not a virgin anymore. So、yeah. why was she looking not very satisfied? This is the one thing I didn't understand at the end. Oh, maybe Valmont's death. Maybe, maybe she had some feeling for him. Oh, she did look devastated at his、uh, funeral. And it's because of her. It is completely because of her. It's a waste. It is a waste.、Uh, she does it in her way, in her、uh, in her joking way, as if oh, nothing matters. Nothing in life matters. And then、mm. the dude dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoops. That was. I went too far this time. I don't know, but I like the fact、yeah. that there's nothing moralistic about the end. Yeah. There's no lessons. There's no moral of the story. That's the only fault with the book, but it goes with the times. He has somehow not to be to justify himself somehow, like to justify his work. Not、mm. like I am not. I am a respectable man in the <laughs> army. I'm not. I am not dissolute man. I'm a family man. I、yeah. have values and stuff like that. Yeah. This is not an ode to libertines. So、uh, favorites or no favorites? Definitely favorites. And you know what? The weird <laughs> thing is, I didn't start out. I. Didn't Didn't start out that way. Yeah, I did. I I was unsettled, but now I am completely settled. This is the best. It is superior to the other film, and even it was the best part of the of the book. It's a、uh, a rare case where it is not a faithful adaptation, but it's even better. Oh, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. It doesn't、but、happen. How interesting! Often. Yeah. But of course, it's not. It was put between the hands of a great director, so、mm. with.、Uh, Of a daring director, because、uh, the way he went with with this book is、uh, incredible. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would work, but here it is.、Uh, as I said, my only problem with it is、uh, Valmont because it's not right. I mean, it's not Valmont. I think after seeing、uh, Malkovich, right? You can't. Imagine if they could have poached Malkovich from the other <laughs> film and just put him there. It would Again, be such a perfect、yeah. movie. No, but I think he would be so violent and terrible for the movie. <laughs> He would have brought the tragedy with him. Yeah, he'd be so John Malkovich with his feet stomping. Oh man, imagine、yeah. that light-hearted atmosphere. And he would light-hearted, and he would go and batter Madame de Tourvel for no reason. <laughs> She didn't ask for anything. She went、no. back to her husband. He would go and batter. And he just batter people. <laughs> There was something weird there when with Valmont entering into people's houses. I didn't like that. Yeah, he went everywhere without no, without any problem, anyone knowing, anyone stopping him. Hell no. Yeah, hell no. It was strange. That wouldn't have happened. But anyway,、uh, on the whole, we loved it. On the、yeah. whole, it's delightful. It's beautiful. Go watch it if you can. Definitely. And actually, no, I can't tell you this at the end of the podcast <laughs> because you should have watched it before. Yeah. Oh, we should maybe put a spoiler alert. They started. I mean, it's evident. Come on, people. What are、It's、you、obvious. doing here?、Uh, goodbye. I'm sick of you. Me or them? <laughs> <laughs>